Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Rick and Dodd Show. Two dudes, a podcast, and some laughs. Prepare to be underwhelmed. And away we go. So uh, what were some of your holiday, or what was some of your holiday break like? Did you have any time off? Or I know I I had a bunch of time off and a bunch of plans, and all of those went straight to shit. So that's so here we are. Uh, but that's uh, that, w- that was pretty much my holiday where there was all the productivity I had planned uh, did not get done at all. So I'm I'm hoping yours was a a, a less sad story than mine. Uh, so my holiday consisted of I work Christmas Eve, um, and we were as busy as you would expect. Uh, so. Um, and then I had Christmas off, so I spent that time with the family. Um, and then basically the 26th through the 30th, I was at a poetry fellowship. Um, I went to uh, South Carolina to attend the Watering Hole uh, Poetry Fellowship that they they're there. It's like the sixth year they've done it. Um, and that was actually pretty good. Uh, that was a fun um unique um experience one of the things uh we don't necessarily talk about a lot um uh, mostly because it's just never really um i don't say it's, it's never really just like come up but it's um the experience as a as a, a black creator mm-hmm is we've mentioned it uh, before and yeah. you had, had said we should do a t- uh, episode on it which i'm still fine to hop to that at some point uh but yeah you you've kind of alluded to it in the past but nothing as far as in depth or we really don't touch mm. on it that much more yeah um it's one of those things we just don't you know we haven't we haven't necessarily like super super like talked about it because it's not something necessarily that comes up a lot of the times mm-hmm. in the stuff that we talk about um but Basically, like your journey as a black creator or black artist is always fundamentally different because a lot of stuff isn't developed for you in the like academia and that kind of stuff. It's not tuned to your experiences or people that are going to be necessarily willing to see your to see your mindset or understand things that are intrinsic about, um, you know. Uh, of your um, growth and 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 as a as an artist, mm-hmm. um, so it was actually nice to uh, be around a whole bunch of other uh, black writers, um, some crazy talented people, um, and spoken you know spoken word written folks that were talented that were way too talented for what I like, you know, I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure what to necessarily like expect. Mm -hmm. Um, but there were insanely, uh, intelligent folks. Like I, there was my, um, I made a ton of friends like my buddy Jay, if you're listening, Hey, uh, you know, we talked about comics and stuff, but he was a part of a, a team that won like the national spoke, like the national spoken word championship. Oh, wow. Thing. So like that was cool. There was um uh one of my cabin mates is like a pretty was a pretty big spoken word poet or is a he's still alive. Um <laughs> <laughs> and still doing it. Um is like a pretty big spoken word uh poet in Memphis. Um like somebody in my group was like um 
uh, is attending Cave Canem as a fellow and like won their poetry prize. Oh, wow. So like, like, yeah, I was like, uh, I was like, okay, like that was dope. That, um, a lot of, there were a lot of talented writers and both, uh, written, you know, at page and stage. Um, and it was cool just to be around other, I yeah, man, like, dude, I got to fucking play spades for the first time in a hot minute. <laughs> like I have not been able to do that in a long time. So that was really cool. And I met a lot of really cool people. Um, a lot of that was traveling, um, you know, uh, back and forth. And I was just like super tired. Um, just, um, from that. And then for, uh, new year's, I basically, I had new year's day off. So I just ended up, um, staying, um, staying home. home. Yeah. (laughs) I was, uh, staying home, getting some sleep. Um, I'm trying to think if I, I I don't think I really did anything. I didn't get a chance to even really, really look for any games or, or or do any of that. I've been kind of, you know, half-assing that, but that was basically my holidays. I was just uh, standing around playing a little Dragon Quest uh, Eleven and um, watching TV. No, yes, that's actually what I did. What well, the the main thing that I did, we'll get to, and uh, when we get to in our new format here, um, we'll get to when we have our get to our little media media section. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what similar to the, that. I'm glad you you added that on there. So we'll uh, that would that was something I wanted to talk about anyway. But yeah, I mean kind of based on our last episode, I purchased Firewatch for the Switch in anticipation of playing that and getting Amanda into it over the holiday break. Uh, set it up, showed her what it was for three minutes, and then I haven't touched it again. Uh, so that's that was kind of the extent of, of most of the, the video game playing there. And there were other nights where it was like, we didn't do much today, or I hit the gym and we just relaxed. And then, ooh, well, let me play some Final Fantasy VII tonight. And then I woke up and I was just passed out on the floor with my head like on the couch. So it was like mostly I just did a lot of sleeping over over the course of the break as opposed to doing anything that was actually productive, uh, which is both good and bad because now I still have all that you know to do shit on my calendar. But uh, I guess that means that I I won't be bored anytime in the near future. So that's fine. That reminds me of a story, and I know I put I put together the format, so I wouldn't do this, but I think this one's actually worth it. Um, so I'll make it quick, I promise. So <laughs> your story about like attempting to play Final Fantasy VII and just like passing out, like in the process of trying to mm-hmm. get all this stuff together, which is I imagine what happened. So uh, years and years ago, um, I uh, was had was not doing anything with my life not that i'm doing much now but um i was is back it was back in my weed smoking day so um i uh had just gotten an nes and i really wanted to play some nes games and i figured i didn't have a great day at work so i was like well i'll just you know get demolished and um I got so stoned. I spent hours attempting to clean NES cards to play <laughs> NES. Like, and I literally woke up and I, like, so I like sat there and cleaned a copy of like Castlevania for like three hours uh-huh. and then just like went <laughs> it, like passed out and then woke up and I didn't fucking clean a single goddamn speck of dirt off of that board for like <laughs> and i was like well that was just a waste of time but it was that's what everybody be of it was just like i was just sitting there trying to clean with yeah. the damn q-tip and just just being defeated out of the gate it was pretty much me sitting on the floor staring at the playstation like 
I just need to reach forward and turn it on and then just passing out. I ended up watching I ended up watching and enjoying more random Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas movies than I did play any actual video game. So that was the extent <laughs> of my, my holiday where I got Stockholm syndromed into watching all of those as opposed to any of the other classics because there were new stories and I wanted to see what happened as opposed to watching uh, Christmas Vacation for the 900th time. So that that was the extent yeah. of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, But you, you mentioned it a couple of times as far as a, a new format. And this is something we had kind of discussed offline, but now, you know, formalizing it here. And over the course of the past years, we really never really finalized anything as far as what we wanted to talk about. It just kind of went week to week. But as we've gone, it's kind of coalesced into gaming wrestling and media so why not just kind of formalize what we're talking about and help mm-hmm. do some more prep and homework for that so that that makes sense so that's kind of the format we'll have going forward with you know some randomness thrown in here and there but uh for the most part that tends to be what we come into with each week so if we're uh going to be keeping it up uh, in a semi-regular pattern that makes the most sense to just yep. uh chunk it up and and figure it that way so that's what we'll be going going with going forward uh and seeing what seeing what makes sense and so at least that way we can construct a, a conversation and make sure it's not just uh our uh as george carlin used to say free-flowing bullshit Yes, yes. And I mean, we'll still like, obviously, we'll still do the episodes on like the specialized topics, topics. So we'll still do the, uh, the t- specialized episode, the specialized episodes on topics and that kind of stuff. Um, but, um, you know, this is basically kind of how we're just going to go, you know, sort of forward so there can be some normalcy and hopefully, you know, keep stuff just going um and with that so. now that we kind of hit a little bit of a stride as far as content what we're looking to do what we're looking to talk about uh that led me to kind of brainstorming on some new logo ideas not necessarily mm-hmm. anything i would create since the one we have is just something i threw together based on my photoshop skills that are akin to a toddler with spaghetti sauce on a high chair tray um Ooh. but that was uh I when I always turn to our mutual friend as or at least my brain goes there first as far as our mutual friend Ali for anything uh, of the visual medium. So uh, we can take it offline or even get some suggestions from some of our listeners as far as new logo ideas. Uh, but for whatever reason, based on us talking about gaming and wrestling for the most part, uh, I always love the visual format and motif of the South Park episode, uh, Fun with Ninja Weapons, um, where... Uh, <laughs> They're all super jacked uh, anime characters and, you know, uh, Cartman's massive and then Stan looks like Ryu and all that shit. So I, I was thinking some of that as far as that style with uh, wrestling and uh, Overwatch style uh, uh, kind of visuals or, or whatever. So brainstorming there and, and figuring something out because originally it would have been something magic related, but we haven't really talked about magic that much in forever. So that's not a problem uh but going the uh kind of the the silly and and cool gaming slash wrestling uh, motif was something i had in mind there yeah i could be down for that honestly dude you mentioned magic um I, this uh it's almost it's almost a good transition um i haven't even touched i i guess there's a new set coming out but that I played two F and M's over break and that was it. And it was, it was fun to go back, but then it was also like, 
I have no idea. I have no recent context because I hadn't kept up with anything. There's another, uh, yeah, the, the new set coming out. There's a pre-release in the last pre-release I, you know, remember most of was when I was back in Florida last year and I'm going back to Florida in a couple of weeks again for a hard camp reunion. Uh, and so it was like, holy shit, that's that many sets already. I was just down here playing a pre-release and there's another one coming already. So there's yep. just, I, I know they've slowed up with the set releases, but for me still it's, it's way too much. And uh, as kind of the continuing theme that, that I'm experiencing in my life, uh, I'm getting older and starting to yell at more clouds. Uh, so it just ends up being, there's just way too much shit going on for me to keep up with. And with a baby on the way, that's definitely not something I'm going to be cognizant of anytime soon. So, and all the new stuff I have no idea with. So as long as I've got, you know, a couple of legacy decks that I can go back to and, Sometimes I win, sometimes I get stomped. I don't really care either way, but if I'm playing, that's pretty much what it is. And mm-hmm. kind of consolidating a lot of my collection and, and stuff like that to, to buy a list, a bunch of random bulk and stuff like that is just keeping it manageable because I don't, I definitely don't uh, have my finger on the pulse of that as, as much as I used to. Yeah. Like I think, I, I think we might've been the last uh, one or two episodes ago where I, I talked about just trading the magic cards straight across it for video games. Um, like it's kind of more of that like i have more enjoyment with that um you know and as you get older like as you get older i mean dude i played you want to talk about it. i mean i fucking played trading card games you know the, like trading card games have ever been a have been a part of my life since i was like you know eight nine yep. like you know so um and different ones, you know, Pokemon. As a matter of fact, before we were sitting here, part of the reason I was late is I've been playing uh, the Pokemon TCG and the Game Boy just, you know, for some good old <laughs> nostalgia. And uh, I was sitting there just grinding out packs. I almost want to get a strategy game. That's a whole other thing. So, um, but, you know, it's one of those things I think with we talk about um, one of the things they mention in Magic always is player retention and everything. Yep. And... You know, as I've, I've, I think I've mentioned this before, sometimes it's like as sort of you, as time goes on, you sort of realize that, like, it's not necessarily for you anymore, but it's not you're not the target. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not the you target know, audience. We're two guys with busy jobs. You're about to start a family. You know, I'm in and out of doing careers, several different career things. You know, be it with the writing or art or, you know, going to conventions, meeting people, whether it's my poetry or the gaming stuff. Um, You know, there's no there's not a lot of time for magic. Yeah. And um, and that's the thing that I always, you know, try to explain to folks, because sometimes folks, um, they overvalue magic more than I do. And I'm like, you know, it's not the, the, the value there, the, the value for that time isn't necessarily there. I think uh, Cedric talks about that a lot, too, where he talks about the amount of entertainment you can get for the cost of a draft as you get old. Not necessarily. I'm, loose, I'm loosely paraphrasing Cedric, but, um, you know, where he talks about the entertainment to dollar value. And if it's like if I have more fun not drafting for two FMs and going down to uh, the playthrough convention, uh, which spoiler, I've got a media pass for. So nice. Um, yeah, so that's exciting. Which so, we'll get back to in, um, in a couple minutes, I imagine. <laughs> yes. Um, so, um, yeah, like, I mean, like, that's obviously more, you know, that's obviously more fun for me or, you know, 
hanging out or hell i have more this is how stupid it is um we, I, I think i've talked about how i've met some of the, like the the um youtubers and that kind of stuff uh the smaller youtubers and i'll hang out in their streams from time to time and you know just you know playing a game or whatever and the streams are small enough where it's like maybe 15 or 20 people just having a conversation with each other and like that reminds me more of any kind of any kind of connectivity i could get in fnm than actual fnm when like my like when my friends aren't there or our mutual friends aren't there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's the big thing is that, you know, one of the things in my non poetry writing is always about basically about connection. And, um, that's definitely one of those things. And, um, you know, it, at least for me, so it's interesting, you know, I, I can imagine going forward that the magic stuff, you know, unless, you know, some something absolutely crazy happens that that's probably you know that's something we're not going to super touch on as much um as we did before yeah it just it's again that's why i've gotten into legacy i've kind of divested from modern Mm -hmm. just because there's too much changing there and you know i i can never keep up with standard like it's fool me once shame on you Fool me 742 <laughs> times for buying into standard and selling out at pennies on the dollar. Shame on me. Uh, so that's definitely <laughs> not something that I, I plan on doing anytime soon. So it's just a case where the, again, it, it, like time and time again, draft is still my favorite format out of everything, but I just can't get to do it that often. And for me, it's also a social aspect. So I'm not going to do something in like I, I just can't jump on MTGO and try to go infinite or arena or anything like that. It's I it to me that's only like fifty percent of it. Like I like interacting with people one way or another. Uh mm-hmm. and so it's just like the shops that have uh drafts that are amenable to my schedule are far away the shops that have, and there's not really anything that's close here. That's like, I'm not really going with traffic and everything. So, I mean, we'll be looking to move in a, in a couple months to like a Northern neighborhood. So that may put us, uh, near a place that has a, a closer, uh, or more reasonable draft schedule. So that may change, but for the most part, it's just kind of like, I've got my legacy decks. I've got a handful of EDH decks. I've got most of like the stock, commander decks that come out every year that i'm not really changing just so i have when people want to play and that's really all i need to do like i don't Mm -hmm. need to put more money into it because again the money into it isn't more money that i'm putting into it isn't increasing my enjoyment out of it so it just ends up being something where it's i've reached that apex or i've reached that plateau and it's not changing for me anytime soon yep and you know that's the thing i've actually you know uh, over the years and stuff i've actually been toying around with the idea of um and selling everything and every year i get closer and closer to that um you know as the prices go up and everything and i get less and less enjoyment out of it um i mean that like i mentioned that playing that uh um the game boy advance game mm-hmm. i've put 12 hours into that and that was five dollars the game is the worst the game you can buy that game right now on ebay for 6.95 right like I'm safe, and I think I paid four to five, four to five dollars for it. I'm, for me, I more than enough got my enjoyment out of that for those twelve hours. So, like, that's that kind of thing for me. I'm always like, now I'm, 
I've always been I've always been a, a collector or a pack rat of shiny objects, and um, you know, it's I've I'm finding myself personally just moving closer and closer to the video game stuff because it's not dependent on someone else to use it, interact with you. Yeah, um, you know, I can play a game of Pac Man Pac Man by myself. You know, you can play a game of Pac Man by yourself. You you know you, it's not. Yeah, obviously that's cooler if we're playing together, but it's not a necessary a necessary thing. So, um, you know, and I think that comes down to the fact that um, as I've gotten older, I've wanted to connect with people less and less. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to make new friends. It's just it, it's just easier. Hulu is my friend. Netflix is my friend. Tom Segura, um, a comedian, has a bit about that where he uh, he's already he just wants to be an old man already because he already is where. Uh, at a party, somebody will walk up to him and go, have you met Barry? He's like, no, fuck Barry. And, uh, <laughs> so, uh, it, it's basically that way where it's like, no, uh, um, unless you're, it, unless I'm at your place of business and you're in the service industry, get the hell away from me type thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's good. I guess we can, we spent about half of our game in time talking about magic, uh, <laughs> and our, our lack of <laughs> care of. Well, yeah, I mean, you've um, been doing a lot, Probably I, I saw you posted some stuff on, on Facebook, so I, I figured we'd jump on that here mm-hmm. as far as some of the other work you've been doing on your kind of what you yes. mentioned last time, uh, which uh, we'll, we'll get out that episode sometime soon uh, as far as the, <laughs> uh, the new project that you've, you've got a, as a another kind of piece of work that, that's going on. So what uh, what all is that about? So, yeah, so I'm uh, basically a contributing editor for the uh, NES page, um, the Facebook, uh, the Facebook page and the um, website. Um, so I actually uh, I don't know. I can't remember if I told this. I feel like it was forever since we last recorded. Um, so I don't know. The guy that runs the guy that that runs the group or excuse me, runs the page and the website. He actually won a storage unit from the place that I work. Mm-hmm. So we ended up talking, we had, he came in long story short, we talked about old games for way too long. And I told him, I was like, look, this is, you know, my skill set. I've been toying or, and this is the th- funny thing too, is I was literally toying around with the idea of, um, writing about, I, <laughs> nostalgia and pop culture and like personal experience with it. Um, and retro and, and obviously retro gaming being a huge part of that. Um, because we've talked about my anachronistic, uh, um, <laughs> upbringing before, <laughs> um, where I, I, I've just had way too many experiences that do not fit my age. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so we ended up doing that. Um, I had a, uh, I've been, flo- I've been floating, I've been floating a, um, idea. I, I shit you not two like two days before he actually came in, I was actually sitting on the computer looking at writings reviews for the Sega Genesis through like a Sega Genesis fan, fan group. Oh, um, yeah. Sarah so Dippers. like, I mean, you, you, yeah. So, um, and this is, this is cooler because this guy's act, you know, local, um, and, um, you know, we, you know, we got to talk and, and meet. So, uh, that was cool. So I actually posted the first article, um, up today. Uh, I think that's called, um, it, they're sort of, uh, sort of personal essays, I guess, I guess is how it would be explained. Um, 
personal essay sort of, but that doesn't really prove a point. Um, I almost want to start calling it flash memoir, but, um, I mean, stream of consciousness type stuff or just like it, it has a point, but it's, it's, uh, not really structured as far as a logical essay or piece of persuasive writing. If we're getting high school English technical, it, it would be closer to, it's like a hybrid of personal essay and memoir. Okay. Um, because there are points and there's there's is some, there's some craftsmanship there, but I do like the idea of almost calling it um, flash memoir because it's so short. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's a term or not, but I think I'm going to come up with it. Um, that's mine, <laughs> patent pending, copyrighted, um, trademark. Yes, <laughs> all rights reserved. So <laughs> now I'm just thinking of fucking Dell Gribble from King of the Hill. Um, pocket sand. So. <laughs> similarly on that there's a line i've been wanting to use so far uh amanda likes to get orzo pasta mm-hmm. um and for those who know what orzo pasta is this joke will land for those of you that don't it'll fall flat but like orzo needs to be rebranded when it's like when you love pasta but also you love the fact that sand gets everywhere because I cannot make fucking orzo pasta without it getting to every crack and crevice between the stove and the sink to drain it. And then on the floor as well. So that's where it's like I'm finding – I go to the beach and three months later I find sand. I make orzo pasta and then like three weeks later I find it everywhere in the kitchen still. So that's just you know some of my cross yeah. to bear as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am. So, uh, the first, the first article, I actually, uh, got that up and, um, he posted that in the fan page. Um, and that's posted on the website. Um, so the, basically the column is called or column or whatever. This section is basically called chasing nostalgia. Um, um, because, um, it's something I, I, I've realized over the years that nostalgia is something that we chase, because it's fleeting. So, um, and I figured that'd be a good catchy title if I ever, you know, if I ever did put the actual book together or you know, if I actually did put it together, that'd be a really good, it has, that's like the name of a really good coffee table book. Mm-hmm. Like you would, you would put it there and it makes the books that makes you sound smarter than a, the book actually is. <laughs> and then what it's actually, uh, and then what it's actually about. So, well, yeah, um, it's something where it's like, Oh shit, you did this. And it ends up being like you completely blown away by what people are able to think of. Yeah. So, um, so I've got that. I've got a uh, another one. Basically, I have to go through and uh, do an edit on um, and get that posted up, which is basically just uh, sort of a review of um, a trade night uh, in my experience with it. Uh, I was actually going to get that posted uh, sooner. Um, the uh you know so for that um i also do plan on like looking at games and and that kind of stuff um i will give you the rick and that exclusive right now for the um next uh title or the next the next essay after the review night um which is basically the uh the which is probably gonna end up as a fucking buzzfeed article and i'm gonna have to sue somebody uh but it's the 10 what is it the 10 the 10 nes games you actually have in your attic okay because there's a big thing um 
there's a big thing uh, with BuzzFeed and all these listicles basically saying that people have treasure troves of yeah, garbage yeah. in their attic. Yeah, so it's, you know, kind well, of I mean, We've talked that. about the Beanie Babies. Oh, my God. Do you know how hard I, – I, Rick, I want some Beanie Babies, and I'm. it's so hard, like – it's so hard for me not to buy Beanie Babies when I'm out. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so fucking stupid. I was at a thrift store, um, and they just had like three or four Beanie Babies. And I wanted to buy them so fucking bad, but I wasn't going to pay money for them. Um, but, yeah, so um, yeah, so that'll be out. Um, and hopefully I'll, I'll be able to get uh, good content going for that i also have a couple different ideas for projects to generate content through that section uh, of the nas page i that i guess i um create content for um kind of contrary to your ideas of wanting to interact with people less and also this ties into the conversation of that we had with magic and the value of your entertainment dollar uh but we're traveling to Florida, like I said again, and we're going to be taking a switch with us, so we can at least have some downtime since we'll be there for a, a little more than a full week, and we'll we'll have we're staying at Airbnb with some friends and stuff too, so to kill some time that way. And I can only imagine playing Mario Kart with some of the the people that we'll be staying with, uh, so that'll be pretty awesome. But the some of that was thinking about what to do with traveling with the switch, and then needing more of a longer term uh, kind of set up for it. So I ended up, I saw on Amazon, they had somebody ended up having, uh, one of the sellers, uh, 400 gig SD cards for 80 bucks. So I got one of those. So that was pretty good. So I'm going to, I got to figure out what is on the card I have in the system now and then swap it over. So if there's any pointers you have that, uh, you know, of aside from, you know, Googling and seeing what comes up from support.nintendo.com for transitioning stuff from one SD card to the other. That would be good uh, since I'll I'll be popping that in and having us go for that. But then the other thing was it came to mind like we've got Mario Kart. uh, I've got like the Jackbox games on there. And then I'm trying to think what else. Those are good. Like I I love Quiplash. Amanda hates it, but that's a good one for this group. Um I still remember that one game we played at Quip, Quidlash. New Year's, yeah, that's it's still that. That's again, that's hands down why I love that game. Like, I it's that one night and uh, you know four or five select rounds of questions that uh, will ever live in infamy in my brain. Uh, but ha- do you have much uh, experience with Mario Party on the Switch? No, so um, I was actually looking at this the other day um, because at Target uh, at Best Buy, I ended up getting a Best Buy credit card. Um, because I was like, well, let me just use end up using stuff mm-hmm. to. I'll, I'll turn it into a free TV somehow with my exactly. ingenuity. So, not a good TV, but a free TV. video game churning so, somehow. <laughs> yeah, so um, I actually picked up. I had picked up Undertale, and I was looking at my library um, the other day because I think it's. I'm actually at twenty or twenty one games now for the Switch. Okay. Um, and I mean, it's been out for a year, so. Um, you know, it's whatever, but a chunk of those are limited run games. It's like nothing but indie, indie title releases and physical. And then like a couple of the big ones, I haven't picked up a big Nintendo title since like maybe I think the last one that came out was Mario Kart or Octopath. I, I guess you could, 
even though it's not technically first person, but maybe Octopath Traveler. But like that's it. I like I've missed Mario Party. I haven't played Splatoon and oh Brawl Brawl. If we don't include not Brawl, uh, all Smash Bros. Smash Brothers, yeah. Like yeah, um, like because I totally forgot. I don't even I don't even like that game. I just have it because well, yeah, I mean that's what we talked about last episode. Is and I mean that's where I was wondering as far as again that's another game that generally requires other people to play. And as you said earlier, you're looking to do things with less people involved. So that makes sense that you would not play that mm-hmm. anymore based on the uh, non-existent replay factor of, you know, single player slash story <laughs> mode. Oh my God. I could go into a complete diatribe about that nonsense. But um, yeah, so I've been wanting to check out the new, the new Mario party. I just haven't honestly gotten around to it. Okay. Um, the first, the first I've seen like gameplay of it, everything and it looks fine. And I, I know I do need the, I do need a Mario party on it. Um, because this system actually, um, not to bring it back to the, the fellowship that I did, but I actually took my switch with me and, um, that would have actually been the perfect place to play that kind of stuff. Um, there were enough people, enough nerdy folks. There was a TV in the cabin. So like I legit, like, I, I like I almost wanted to I almost was really like I should have brought my PS4 it said no one ever going to a state park in South Carolina exactly um but yeah so I actually could have brought that um I did so I brought it handheld and all that so um I could have had the full setup and it actually would have been really dope but um you know I do plan on slowly getting around to those games that are slightly most more social um and once I you know get some other stuff figured out I'll most likely have more opportunities for that. But so, so similar to that, I, we've mentioned it either in passing or after we've recorded, or I, I don't know how much in depth we've done here. Uh, but the Ojo projector that uh, I forget the name of the company, but it's, I just know it by that name since that's how I first came across it. Um, and that's, it's the mm-hmm. portable projector that has a battery, like a, a portable battery included with it, but it also is a, a natural switch dock in and of itself. So you can just have the projector drop the switch into it and then you can play, you know, anywhere. And so that would be another spot where it would be perfect to play in the middle of a cabin in, uh, South Carolina as well. So the, I first came across it based off of Xavier Woods's Instagram feed since he was promoting it since they gave him one, um, uh, probably over the summer or whatever, but now they're available on Amazon and they're not super expensive. Uh, they're pretty good for what I would expect or what I've always priced, you know, a, a projector to be for uh, a, a lot of work travel. So like always looking at $500 projectors just in case I needed something for work always seemed a bit ridiculous. Uh, but having something now that would be a, you know, natural or native support for the switch and also, HDMI and phone slash iPads, uh, if needed. Uh, I don't know why you would need that that type of projection from your phone specifically, but that's another question. Um, but so that ended up being something I've been looking at as well. And so the combination of again traveling with the Switch, something like Mario Party, or having the Jackbox games slash Mario Kart, and then having that projector would make it kind of like the ultimate solution. But I've just been teetering on that because it was about $300 for the, the projector, which is still pretty good um, for mm-hmm. just an outright projector that has a pretty decent DLP lens and it has its own battery included with it, uh, which I I think when you look at look at it, it, it probably lasts what, like 
two full switch so you can play a switch recharge it play it and then that's like how long the um the life of the projector battery would last uh so it, it looked like a good deal but i just hadn't gotten around to pulling the the plug or pulling the 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 sw- switch pardon the pun to actually buy it from amazon uh and i was looking at that over the weekend and i was just about to click buy and i was like let me see how much tickets to the bears eagles playoff game is since i live within walking distance soldier field and if i can find something if i can find a good ticket that's cheaper than the projector i'll get that because i really can't justify not going to the game with it being so close uh and then Mm -hmm. we'll worry about the projector later uh (laughs) then i ended up did finding a uh a a ticket that was in my price range went was super thankful for that based on how it ended being one of the many Eagles fans in attendance, which was surprising, uh, but having it be a, a hell of a game and an amazing game. And also now sets me up for having uh, another playoff game this weekend to watch it while my parents are visiting. So that, that'll be super fun, but uh, I'm still kind of itching to go back and, and get that and take that down to Florida, but then also now traveling with as much crap as we are. I don't know if it, if it's worth it right now, but it's definitely on my radar to kind of have it be more of a all in one portable solution for, you know, play the switch anywhere type thing. So kind of packing the switch plus multiplayer games or multiplayer offline games, plus the projector seems to be kind of the ultimate solution going forward that I'll be, uh, I'll be looking forward to, especially, as we're looking to to move and maybe finding a, a place that has a nice big white wall that we can use for some of mm-hmm. that stuff too. Yeah, no, I've actually been in a couple situations where I actually would have really liked a projector for my phone. So I will actually uh, keep a lookout for that. I am um, one of those times being when I did that panel down at Savannah video game expo, uh, nothing worked right. So that was fun. And of course, I did not have a lot of time to plan considering I had just gotten back that morning before I left. So uh, yeah, thanks to American Airlines. Was it American? It was American. Yeah. Um, God, that was just ugh. ugh. anyway. So um, that was pretty much it. Um, I've been playing. I think I've been. So I've been playing Undertale. Um and I'm a little d- deep into that, but I think we'll probably get in that to that next recording session. Um, because I actually, I think next recording session, it's interesting because you also have an indie game you can basically play. Um, so I, it'll be real interesting for that in that gaming section to see, um, to see, to, to see that, uh, our par- the, to, to parallel our experiences there. Yeah. Um, because I don't think my game's very long either, and I don't think yours is long. So, um, I guess we can briefly touch on um, uh, this wrestling. The wrestling news. The only thing of a note, really, um, which is all elite wrestling. Uh, uh, all elite wrestling forming um, as like a company. Uh, I haven't been following this too closely. Um, I didn't even realize there was a press conference until you uh, messaged me the other day about it. Um, not sure um, what's exactly going on with that. I guess they're like trying to put together their own promo, but there's like nothing's. All we know for certain is they're basically doing a show in Vegas, which is actually pretty dope. Um, at the what the NGM Grand, like yes. that's fantastic fantastic venue fantastic big money feel for that um 
you know, really, you know, obviously they don't know what they're doing. So um, I'm really interested to see if we can get some kind of alternative wrestling project product that's really accessible for Americans. Um, Cause TNA really doesn't do it for me. NXT is a pain in the ass to watch. I'm just be honest. Like I've watched NXT. Like I, I, I always like what I watch, but I'm not going out of my way for it. Yeah. That's um, the same thing for me where takeover is by far the highlight of any pay- of the big four pay-per-view weekends for me. But then it just ends up being a case mm-hmm. where week to week, like it, it, I have to jump through hoops to, to get it onto the TV as opposed to I know that the station for USA, it's you know ingrained in my brain so I can just flip to that yep. and it's there. So as as much as I want to and as much as uh, you know, I were directed by uh, Cedric Phillips uh, on his podcast to, to forget about Raw or SmackDown and, and just save yourself the time and, and watch NXT ex- instead, I, it just it's I can't like make the cognitive jump to, to do that yet. So it's uh, tough. I mean, and then, you know, Ring of Honor, I see random times, oh. uh, Impact, I see random times. So, again, all that stuff where I haven't, being in a career that has always focused on kind of hit it with a big announcement and have a very big product rollout and all of this stuff and then, you mm-hmm. know, have all the stuff, the the questions, uh, an- or the, the anticipate the questions that are going to be asked and have answers for them and things like that, the way they've announced some of the stuff for AEW has been weird where the, some of it has seemed either uh, kind of out of, out of order or just the fact of how they're bringing all the stuff together. Like uh, you said, you didn't even know that they were having a, uh, a press conference yesterday, but then also like some of the announcements that they were making uh, you had to go to a, I want to say it was linked off of the AE wrestling Twitter, but then there was, it was streaming from the becoming the, or the becoming the elite YouTube page. And then it was from the young bucks, Facebook page. And then it was linked to Brandy's Instagram page. So it was like all these different things where normally I would expect that to be all of those things to be, you know, AE wrestling, on Twitter, AE wrestling on YouTube, blah, 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 mm-hmm. or have those other ones kind of simulcasting with the other ones. Cause I understand like having uh, brand recognition with the young bucks and, and having that YouTube channel be there already. And I mean, they had, you know, 63,000 people at was the peak that I saw when I was watching it on YouTube, they had about 7,000 on Twitter and 5,000 on Facebook. So that combined goes up to about 75,000 from what I saw during the, during it, they mentioned they had about a hundred thousand uh, at some point, but I, you know, across the streams I could see, I, I calculated 12,000 based on what the numbers were at any given time. But I mean, that's still for a random press conference on a Tuesday afternoon that was really only talked about on, you know, Twitter and social media and, and stuff like that uh, was relatively, you know, well done. And to, to get the, just that visibility into it is nice. Now we can go into, rosters and who else they need and maybe to make a big splash and kind of like we were talking about where they're a lot of the people that they brought up like you're not really going to throw the belt on them quite yet as far as mm-hmm. what like they're not going to be the flagship guys but it'll be interesting to see how that forms and uh if they end up doing some sort of a weekly show since there's a ton of money behind it since the the owner of the jaguars uh that the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars football club is the one behind it. And his son is going to be the, 
the president of the company where, you know, they, they've got more money than Vince McMahon right now. So that's something where they have the ability to put a foothold into this space and invest into it and make it worthwhile. So obviously if they can work the right angles, they can get a good TV deal somewhere and get that production going and, and kind of figure some of that out. But as we talked about in our all in review, it's definitely a going from a single, uh, you know, well, kind of well put on pay-per-view with all the different indies is a far cry from them now putting a, a week in week out uh, TV show of high quality yep. with, with all that stuff. So I can understand not having a TV deal right out of the gate, uh, but just having some more of the communication and plans for things out of the gate would make sense. But they'll probably also tie in a lot of the big announcements with some other big signings. Like there's a lot of speculation about mm-hmm. where Kenny Omega is going to land, but he can't do anything until the end of the end of the month with his current contract, et cetera. So that could be something where, they land him, figure out a contract, and then make the announcement for both of them and, and stuff like that. So I can see a lot of stuff, but I mean, having Jericho sign was a nice kind of pop to to kind of get there at the end. But I, I think they need to to be able to to really run with it. They they may need one or two other uh, kind of big signings or kind of surprise signings for folks that uh, as opposed to just the the current hardcore crowd. And and as much as I love. Um, and I would say, I say this as much as I love Kenny Omega and Okada and Kota Ibushi, um, signing any of those guys, fantastic, but that's not the big pop The you need to, you need to, you need to kind of go WCW and snipe some really good talent. Yeah. And, um, I mean, obviously you're not going to get your John Cena or, you know, whatever you're, you, you know, it, it I mean, I, I think I mentioned this to you. I mean, it's it's tough and risky, and I I don't know if I would necessarily do it. But you do have Punk. I like, I can see that going with the three with basically the Bucks and Cody being the ex, the all co executive vice presidents. Uh, I mean, I could definitely see them bringing him in, and then if there's any problem, just you know cutting him loose. So, but yeah. I mean that that would be a pop that you would think, and the fact that All In was in Chicago and he's you know Chicago's hometown boy, stuff like that, where it would end up being a a pretty decent pop. You get a lot of visibility that way, so that would definitely make sense to me as long as you you know have your contingency plans in there. Should stuff go yep. sideways, yeah, I um, and he's going to need the money because of the lawsuits. <laughs> <laughs> um, even your best friend, even your best friend of all those years is suing you. Ugh. He's probably gonna he's probably gonna find our podcast and leave a comment that we're both just quieters. So, um, but yeah, so that'll be interesting. I haven't actually followed. Uh, I know we have a, a note here for uh, New New Japan. Um, this how all ends basically going to go is basically going to sh- shape new J- new Japan for mm-hmm. the next year and a half. Um, I don't think next year and a half, two years easy. Um, I don't think they're going to do a hard talent raid, but if you look at who they've built up, um, I'm not saying I think Okada would, I don't, I don't think Okada would jump ship. Uh, be, I Omega would, and I could very easily see Kota Ibushi jumping ship as well. Um, which is, you know, out of your top, you know, realistically five guys, that's two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, which I'm usually, usually am. So, um, but I haven't, I haven't touched, touched, uh, touched that. Um, did you watch bit. any of Wrestle Kingdom over the break or no? No, I, I, I had no internet access. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, being being a way that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and uh, I I didn't I didn't get a chance to watch any of it. Um, the and you know how I feel about the New Japan app. Yeah, just the the app and stuff in general is horrible. But I didn't know if you caught it somewhere afterwards or stream of something or whatever. Because usually last year when it was the uh, Jericho Omega match, like they were airing it on the the AT and T. I think it's the Audience Network or whatever, and the, I'll catch it on there every once in a while. But just based on timing, when I was looking at the TV, it wasn't on, or I didn't catch it or see it to, to record or anything. So I didn't really pay attention to anything there aside from like Twitter and and Reddit to to catch up on some of the stuff there. But it was a couple of good highlights here and there, but not, not a, a ton of stuff that I saw that was earth shattering. Like, uh, the, uh, alpha Omega lineup was last year. Yeah. Um, no, I'll have to, I'll have to add that to the, the chunk of stuff. Um, I, uh, I, I just haven't, I've been so removed from wrestling lately too. Um, mostly because I, I think we talked about this before I get fatigued with like the WWE stuff and because it's the same thing every week why how could you possibly get fatigued yeah like um so and you know it's i i don't like lesnar being the champion and i'm assuming he's still champion so technically um yeah yeah um so i mean that's a whole nother thing i mean daniel bryan seems like he's doing like i this Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this this way, and I think we can move on to um, touch the Royal Rumble a little bit. Um, if this doesn't sum sum it up succinctly, um, I I follow the WWE on Facebook uh, mostly just for the fantastic comments left by by people. Everybody else. <laughs> um, I saw two vi- I saw two quick videos today, and was reminded of. The WWE circa 1994. And the promo, it was the promo that Daniel Bryan was cutting when he took over the concession stand. Mm -hmm. And the promo that Dean Ambrose cut when he was in the ring. I I didn't even watch all of it. And just the feel stylistically and everything felt just like that time. Right before there was started the explosion and the desperation and and for of the attitude era and that's honestly what it reminded me of and i can't even remember who won the the royal rumble in 94 or 90, i guess going into 95 um was it was it michaels um uh, not i don't remember the timing of most of that like i i know the one he did win and then he, where he pulled himself back up over the rope and stuff like that but i don't remember the specific year of that one i'm gonna google it real quick um 95. Did I randomly know who actually won the fucking Royal Rumble? And fucking. Well, that's the one I was thinking of, too, when you said that, because that's the one when he was the number one entrant and that's where he gets thrown over and then he holds himself on the rope and one foot touches, but he's able to then yep. pull himself back up over uh, over the top by his uh, of his own accord and get back into the ring. So as uh, so, we'll call it here. Uh, the winner of the Royal Rumble for 2019 is going to be Dolph Ziggler because that is the closest equivalent of Shawn Michaels that they have right now. Um, no, seriously, that's probably who's going to win, though. Like, well, I'm writing yeah. it down so that we can come back to that. <laughs> I mean, he even has his own Diesel with Drew McIntyre. 
Uh, they're kind um, of feuding at the moment. That, I mean, you may have missed that, but other than that, the, uh, I would completely agree with you. Yeah. Well, wasn't he feuding with, I think he was feuding with Diesel at that. He was starting that feud with Diesel because Michael's, if, if I remember this correctly, this is like, right. He wins, he gets the title or whatever. And then he loses his smile and he's gone for like two years. Cause he comes, cause DX forms in 97. Uh, so, well, it wasn't that long because I mean he won it in '96 too. So uh, oh, okay. I mean they like he it was still him and uh, him and Diesel while the during the Montreal Screwjob and stuff like that. So there was okay, that's uh, right. I forgot. About I mean that. there was still stuff there before Bret Hart left uh, where they they were still all together. So they they were still uh, the clique before he left and all that stuff. Okay. All right. So it. It probably be it'll probably be Ziggler, um, and they're it'll and they won't even go over a real championship either. It'll just be this whole brand split makes everything confusing. Um, but yeah, honestly, like that's honestly it. Um, do I think anybody's gonna win? I'm not hyped for this pay per view, and I love like I love the big four, and out of the big four, the ones that I really like are the Survivor Series and the Rumble because they're both kind of just tacky, weird events. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not hyped for this. Um, will I watch it? Possibly. I may not even. When is it? Uh, three weeks from this past Sunday, so two and a half weeks from today. Okay. So, so I can make that as most complicated as possible for you to figure out. Yeah. So it's the 27th. So, okay. So I'll probably watch it. I should have that day. I have that day off. So. We're traveling back from Florida um, that night. So uh, we'll get home and probably just get home, unpack, and throw it on in the background. Yep. So that's, I mean, did you have any specific things about the Royal Rumble nothing, that you actually want to? I mean, nothing. Yeah. You last year, I know we had talked about uh, some of the stuff you had played a game or like the draft game or whatever, but we don't necessarily need to talk about that if we, I don't know if we'll record before the Rumble, but also if we're that apathetic towards it, like it's, uh, it doesn't really make sense to, to draft a game that would then have you pay attention to something you don't give a shit about. Yeah. So, um, yeah, maybe it'll be good. I'm always hoping for good. Um, if we do record again and I'm slightly more hyped for it, I can talk about that. Um, but that's pretty much it. I'm actually more excited to talk about um, what I basically have spent the majority of my time watching over break. Um, so I actually caught up with um, The Runaways. Now, with that, did you watch all of the first season and all of the second season? You didn't watch like all but the last episode like you did with Cloak and Dagger? No, I've actually I actually watched all of it. You verified um, you've watched the entirety of both seasons? Yes, because it started to loop over again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um because I was I was actually low key kind of hooked. Um I'm I with the first season of that, I wasn't like super impressed. Um it was it was fine. But this second season, I, I I was feeling it. Yeah, it definitely was a different feel because the first season is that's all just character establishment and setup, which was still mm-hmm. good. And I still enjoyed it. And you still had these bits and, and kind of pops and, and zingers and stuff that, that would get thrown out there. But there wasn't as 
much momentum as there could have been for for some of the stuff and they also like they def the show definitely focused a lot more on the parents than the the comics did when they were originally written which makes sense cuz they're you're trying to establish uh more real world conflict as opposed to mm-hmm jump straight into the superhero shit but then yeah as soon as you jump into season two it's like they it's bad out of hell with a bullet type thing because they uh they're yep. fighting they're running around they're chasing shit they're fighting amongst each other each week or each episode like somebody's leaving the group and then eventually coming back to next episode while somebody else then leaves the group uh so yeah so it was it was one that we were definitely enjoying we binged it i think over the course of i want to say three nights uh yep about that uh and then so we we watched a bunch of them but amanda was yawning while we're watching them so i was like we're watching and she's like do you not understand what binging means yes we're watching another one like well you're over here yawning and practically falling asleep so i just want to make sure you're engaged but yeah other than that it was uh we were we were tearing (laughs) through them pretty good sometimes you lose uh sometimes you lose a little couple episodes in a binge and you know it just happens um but yeah, no, I was I was really uh, really feeling that, and I was starting to feel that some of the characters are actually really coming into their own. Um, I actually before in season one, um, I didn't have a healthy appreciation for Alex Wilder, um, and season two definitely changed that. Um, he, <laughs> I I wish they. F- in the comics, Wilder is like super conniving and really smart. Um, and you, you're starting to see that a little bit. You get to see um, a lot more of how much of a dick he is in the second season and yes. true to his comic roots. Yes. And you know what? I, I, I liked it. Like, I just liked it. Cause no, like, exactly. <laughs> like, um, it, it was, that's basically where, he, uh, basically where he was. Um, he, he has some good he has some good he also he gets like three episodes of development which is actually like really nice um i think it's about like three about three episodes worth of development i think um and it's nice it's nice character development so um he uh so he was grown on me um and I'm very excited i this is the first time i've watched a hulu exclusive show mm-hmm. or whatever and was like excited to watch like the new like excited for the new season. That's the first time that any of that TV's actually gotten me like that. Yeah. Any 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 of the Marvel stuff. So um the uh so I've been watching that. Did you catch some um, of the Easter eggs that were in there for some of the other Marvel pieces? Um when I when I was watching it I was like half paying attention. So there's there's a couple and I mean quote unquote spoilers there's not major spoilers but there's mm-hmm. shit happens uh when i forget which episode uh one of them uh they need to get uh alex's friend's phone off the grid and he says like uh he can make it look like it's in the mountains of wakanda so there's oh, yeah tie yeah. in there and then the two times where the staff takes over uh, no, uh nico jo- nico yep yeah, i don't remember I was drawing a blank. So the two times the staff takes over Nico, the it's basically the dark dimension magic is coming through because you can oh, see okay. the shit around her eyes. That's the same stuff that uh all of like Mads Michelson in Doctor Strange and all of his disciples, that's the what the dark dimension was doing to them when they were using the that magic. So that's oh, okay. basically like 
I, I don't remember in the comics if that's what the tie-in is, but that's definitely the tie-in here for the Doctor Strange movie and some of the visualization to say that it's all a bit of the connected because they could have done anything to make it look like that, but that was the exact visualization that they did for like the kind of broken stained glass like around the eye sockets and everything. So that was pretty cool. So there's a one or there's also um, one of the the these were all like in like episode seven, eight, nine or something like that. So like one of the first ones when they go to the hotel or whatever they're, they park and they walk across the street to get to the parking lot. There's a huge poster on the side of the building for rocks Incorporation and mm-hmm. uh, bringing energy to Hollywood or something yep. like that. And so that's the tie in over there with uh, cloak and dagger. Yep. Um, and so there, there were a bunch of little Easter eggs there that, uh, like Amanda first caught the, the Roxon one and we were wound to, to kind of check on that one. And then afterwards there were like, it, it kind of seemed like in the middle of the season, there was about four or five that hit like right in a row. So those were all pretty cool to kind of tie it back into a lot of, into a couple of the other Marvel TV series, as well as just like the, the MCU as well. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I actually did see those ones that you mentioned. I just, it, it's weird. Like, I, I mean, Easter eggs are have a complicated, complicated relationship. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So that was, that was enjoyable. I like, I was really enjoying that. Um, I've got, uh, I, I basically, what I've noticed is that I basically, at least in my, I don't know if this works for you, if this happens the same way. So I have access to Hulu, Netflix and Amazon prime. And, very, some various other services, like I have a couple of anime services or whatever, and because uh, I got to get my weave on. Mm-hmm. And um, I basically, I don't know about you, but I find myself basically like jumping from platform to platform like every other week. Pretty much. So like there's like one week where it's like, okay, I'm going to watch nothing. I'm watching nothing. I'm only watching Netflix. Um, and then like the next week I'm just watching Hulu. Uh, speaking of which I think Disney, like Netflix is going to be very interesting to see here in the near future because Disney is coming out with their streaming service this year. And everybody is talking about all the different types of speculation of the content that's going to be missing from there. Some of it is known and confirmed and some of it's still kind of up in the air as far as what's going to be gone from that soon enough. So it's just kind of bopping around to see kind of what is still out there and and what's available on each of the platforms. And then I also, it ends up being a case of so true where I just end up scrolling across Netflix so much and then just going back to TV because I don't find anything to watch. Uh, But then also a lot of over the holiday, right before the holiday, uh, one of the random channels that, you know, uh, specializes to like retired, individuals in like the middle of the cable channels uh that on each day of the week they air different uh like procedurals uh so like mondays it's nash bridges tuesdays it's monk uh wednesday or no wednesdays it's house or something like that uh but you can tell it's it's targeted towards older uh individuals because of the commercials and the need for multiple versions of of uh life insurance uh how to buy into the gold market now uh as well as uh uh like chuck norris's total gym uh so it those are the commercials that we're watching on a regular basis but that got me hooked on binge watching like an early season of monk and thankfully 
to no avail of Amazon actually telling me Monk is available on Prime. So I was able to find that. Yep. And then I just ended up, that was most of my binging as far as putting stuff on in the background. So I was using that as most of my downtime watching of just uh, catching up and, and watching Monk in the background for early mornings when Ollie had me up early versus we were just killing time or like I was just vegging out and didn't really want to watch anything instructive. That was most of what I was doing there. So I've been trying to catch up on a lot of the series that Amazon had as far as since I've been navigating it to get to Monk, seeing some of it was there, but yeah, it's just kind of <laughs> bouncing between all the different streaming providers during any given week based on kind of what I'm on currently. Yep. Um, I've actually tried to mess around with Monk a little bit. I haven't I haven't dived too deep into it. Uh, I actually went back to since my folks actually still have cable. I've been using their uh, their login for some of the uh, like the FX app and all that. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually started back on the Simpsons again. I don't know why. <laughs> um, so I wanted to watch. Uh, I basically you know just basic background noise or whatever um and i think what it was is that i needed a, I needed something kind of meaty and i really did not want to go through psych again i've watched that series like fucking i think three or four times yeah. uh I, I i like it obviously that's why i watched it but um it's not it's like i i gotta stop with psych so um yeah, so I've been I've messed around a little bit on Amazon with some other stuff and um they don't put out content as fast as I'd like them to on Amazon. So um the other thing you can use that login for is Comedy Central's app somewhere and uh get a hold of Ron Funch's new special Giggle Fit. Uh the majority of the material is what we saw fall of shit, was that fall twenty 20- 17 yeah i think it was i think it was november last year whenever he did his Funchamania tour um or maybe it was spring of this year it was around the we saw him actually no it was august of 2017 uh because we saw him and then we saw him in august and we saw kyle canane in november but his uh his giggle fit special came out uh i believe he recorded it in portland um Portland or Denver, I'm not sure, uh, but one of the two. Uh, it, but it was really well done. It has an awesome intro with uh, the Nature Boy making an appearance and having some both in character and wildly out of character uh, some some statements there. Uh, but there's a, a good tie into a lot of wrestling uh, type jokes and punchlines. Uh, he talks about his son a lot and uh, having um, essentially having karma be a, be an asshole for not wearing pants. Uh, and then he talks about the rock and, uh, basically how the rock, uh, would be able to take over any relationship that Ron was a, a part of at any given time that he would have no problem with. So there's, there's a lot of good material there. And it's, uh, one where even knowing most of the punchlines, just kind of the setup and how he works the crowd, I was still, uh, kind of kicking my feet, uh, on the ground laughing for most of it. So it's, it's a good one. So that would be another one I'd, I'd recommend, uh, as a, uh, both a, a comedy and a wrestling fan. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. I, uh, I have not gotten a good, uh, fix of Ron punches in my life since they canceled that midnight. Um, which I think was actually doing better numbers than the daily show at one point. Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, so I will, I will definitely check that out. Um, 
that's pretty much all I've been watching. I know you have a note here about Game of Thrones season seven. Is this the last season finally? So the the season coming up is so season season seven is what's it was the most recent one. Season eight is what all the promos are for now. So the other thing from just kind of being lazy, I did make it to the gym quite a bit uh, over the the course of the holiday break. But that was a lot of what I was watching while on the elliptical and and uh, doing stuff that way when there wasn't something else to, to watch because I don't think I ended up watching anything last year my elliptical slash treadmill binging was man in the high castle and i had planned to do that this year again and that obviously didn't happen um so i still need to do that uh for season three of that but the i was using an an hbo login to uh to watch some of that and uh it was interesting because last year when i started watching or no either last year or two years ago when I started watching all or nothing with the Cardinals. Uh, I think I mentioned this before when we were talking about it, like you could tell you could compare the readout of my heart rate monitor that I wear when I'm running slash working out with when there were uh, scenes of them actually playing football on the show because my heart rate would continually spike and kind of increase like the more they were in the game situation. So they, cut it and we're building tension and all of that stuff. Uh, and so literally this time you could see when my heart rate now matched when there were dragons on screen in, in the episodes that I was watching over, uh, <laughs> over the break. So when there's, uh, literally it went from like a 70%, uh, max heart rate up to 80% when the dragons are on screen, breathing fire, destroying armies and all of that shit. So that's where it was like, again, like six seasons of, of waiting and uh, betrayal and all of this stuff for actually some dragons to finally fuck some shit up. Uh, But it was, it was well worth it where I was almost like on the elliptical, like going through the front of the elliptical because I was, I was uh, so stoked and excited for uh, the dragons to, to actually, to come about and, and start doing stuff. So I've got a, a couple of episodes left there, but then I believe the season eight starts later this spring. I want to say it's either April or June. I'm not sure which, but then that's like, I think six episodes, but each of them is like a feature length movie. So there's tons of stuff and whoever it was said like they nailed it. Or I think it was the HBO, the head of HBO said like the, the showrunners hit a home run with the, this last season or whatever. So I'm not watching any previews similar to, I'm not watching any, any trailers for Avengers Endgame, Even if Kevin Feige only says the, the trailers are taking from the first 20 minutes of the movie, cause somebody's going to fuck it up. Um, mm-hmm. so, but yeah, the, the game of Thrones season seven, I'm wrapping up on that. And there's a lot of good quotes there and, uh, talk about character development and a lot of good actors. there kind of going into it. I know they throw a lot of people and names at you and then, they kill people off rather quickly when once you become a fan of them. But uh, it, it was something where I was kicking myself for waiting so long to actually get around to, to watching this one. I, uh, I'm uh, <laughs> I'll end it on this. I'll end it. <laughs> we'll end the episode like this. Um, I am just really glad that Game of Thrones is finally about to be over. Like, right it's the one, like I am like I don't watch it. Um, it's the one show that everyone constantly recommends to me and it's like, we've talked about how I feel about fantasy Mm -hmm. and, um, (laughs) fantasy is only fun for white people because when you go back in time, you're still white. And (laughs) when you go back in time and you're still black, circumstances change. So, um, I can't, (laughs) I cannot, I I cannot imagine going back in time. Like, like we get a time machine, we go, God, who is it? Dave? God, who is it? Is it, is, I can't remember if it's a skit from the Chappelle show or not, 
but it's like he talks oh yes it's for the player haters ball <laughs> like go back in time oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, anyway. yeah yeah i, yeah, I know yeah, the yeah. exact skit you're talking about now <laughs> yeah yeah mm. i'm gonna shoot that honky and uh but yeah so um that's a quote um <laughs> <laughs> from someone else or from you <laughs> from, from from that skit just saying it's a quote doesn't really uh, mean much. So you have to attribute it to someone or else it can be you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. It's from that it's it's from that it's from that skit. It's a uh, <laughs> Chappelle's a uh, character in that uh skit. Um so I it's the show, but so it's the show everyone always recommends to me and like it's not really like cuz I like I guess I'm nerdier than I actually appear mm-hmm. or like nerdier Either than way I around. Actually, Yeah, so um I appear nerdier than I actually am. So like, um, you know, I've never been big into Tolkien. The deepest fantasy I get is honestly Harry Potter. And that's just because those books were super easy to read as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they also had black people and, and 91 wasn't a 91 as a time traveler. Wasn't a stretch for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, so, those are always it's always the one that people recommend to me and i'm just so glad it's going to be over so it won't be in the zeitgeist anymore so when people recommend something to me they'd be like oh no the office like you know so i'll just be it'll be really nice and um it definitely is an end of an era for uh for hbo though yeah, so I'm interested um, to see where they go after that because you thought they had that a couple of years ago as far as the next long-running one with something like True Detective, but then season two kind of put that one out the pasture, and I don't know if they're recovering it with season three, but uh, they are advertising some of the trailers for that with the a favorite of our podcast, Mahershala Ali, uh, is, is starring yep. in that one. So I haven't watched any of True Detective. I just know kind of the reviews and uh, other friends that have said things uh, about it. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see where uh, where they end up going with what their, their flagship kind of content is going to be shortly after, uh, shortly after Game of Thrones ends. Yeah, I mean this. I mean, I don't want to say it's like it's the beginning of the end for for it's the beginning of the end for HBO. I don't think that's true, but um, their flagship their flagship content content does not look great. Yeah, I mean that's the reason why they've had so much success with their streaming services because that's where you could get. They made it a low bar to get Game of Thrones rather easily, um, and so mm. it's just a matter of when nobody really cares about that for new content or the need to catch up to it. Like you're definitely going to see uh, kind of a a quick drop off of folks using it and then seeing what else they would need. So that's a, it's a good problem to have how you're going to retain, you know, millions of subscribers and viewers, but it's definitely not one uh, that I see them having an answer to at the moment with ballers. We'll do it with ballers. (laughs) The rock Jane, Jane, Jesus Christ. I cannot speak today. (laughs) Dwayne Johnson's going to save us the rock. It'll be, yeah, that'll be it. Um, yeah, it'll be that and the deuce. Ugh. Um, yeah, I'm interested in how season three of that shapes up. Mm-hmm. Interested as in like, I hope they get it to a point where it can stop because you have never hated me. Like something has never made me hate Ralph Melchio more than the deuce or, <laughs> or it's, it's made me it's something has made me simultaneously hate Ralph Malchio 
James Franco and Maggie Gyllenhaal all at once. Mm-hmm. And um, it even makes me hate the guy from I know him as a I only know him as like the elf from like Santa Claus 2. Like oh, yeah, the head yeah, yeah. elf. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. I can't I can't think of the actor's name. He's been Bernard. in other stuff. Bernard. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the name of the elf. Anyway, so yeah, but it, it makes me hate all everything all at once, and I just want to see that show come to a conclusion. Um, the who the show not the producer or something. David Simon's the producer on that, I think. Uh, so not of of which one, the Deuce. Of the Deuce, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so um that'll be that'll be fun so um but finally game of thrones is finally coming to an end we can go back to being normal civilized people talking about how awesome the tv is on amc said no one ever Mad Men and zombies dead yeah they're 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 boned isn't the walking dead ending too yeah they're well i know andrew lincoln's leaving that one but i don't know how i don't think they've said that that one's getting done yet um and so yeah that's one that i uh i've kind of stopped caring about a long time ago but is again still another one in the zeitgeist but definitely has has lost much of its uh uh fervor as well yeah like a lot of these tv shows that become really popular are just like they're all right let me see what time we're at they uh they definitely outlive their uh their worth yeah, they do. And it's just like, it's just like, you know, some kind of strange role play for 90% of the, not 90% of the audience, but like for a chunk of the audience where it's like, this is the world I want to live in, you know? And that's why people love the office so much is because they want to work in an office and live in an office and in a world where hijinks are rewarded at work and you don't have to worry about making money while you're at work. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, Game of Thrones is super popular because people like dragons and they want to live in a world with dragons and magic. Um, you know, Walking Dead is is uh, popular because people get to kill as much shit as they want without re- societal yeah, without repercussions. repercussions. Yeah, like you know, that's that's so so popular. It's like you know, if you were like trying to tell a show that you know that I would want to be like, oh, oh, a show where you can just sleep in. That show's gonna do terrible numbers. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> what, the, what 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 are you doing? What are you, what are you watching? I'm watching that show where the guy just sleeps in and you know has a bowl of cereal at like 11:30 in the afternoon. Yeah, well, what happens? And the next episode, he has toast. Like, like, what's the, you know? So uh, it, it'll be very interesting to see uh, where that goes for HBO and just TV, the TV landscape in general because it's a whole bunch of shakeup right now. So um, that'll be good. Uh, oh, yes. Damn it. Oh, this fits so perfectly in this and it's so relevant. Have you seen Into the Spider-Verse yet? I have not. I want to. It, it's definitely on my list. Uh, I don't know if I'll get to it before we head to Florida. If not, I may try to check it out down there being close to Disney and everything. Uh, but it's definitely one that I, I want to see. I've heard nothing but great things about it. Quick quick spoiler-free review. You need to check it out. Two strong thumbs up. Uh, so good. Such style. Such it's, it's so good you can't even talk yeah. about it. I, I can't like it stylistically. It's fantastic. Um, a lot of good choices. It's fan. 
the moment I, I picked up John Mulaney's voice as the voice of Spider Ham, like I knew that I knew I had to see it regardless, uh, just from the trailer. But yeah, I mean, it, it ended up being something where uh, it was on my radar, just a, a matter of timing to figure it out. That movie is so good that John Mulaney being in it is like the worst part of the movie. <laughs> That's how good that movie is. <laughs> and I like John Mulaney. So um, check it out. If anybody who's listening who hasn't checked it out yet, check it out. It's very good. Uh, a very good representation of what you can, the stories you can tell in a comic book universe that don't have to be the same characters over and over again. Nice. And yeah, I'm uh, interested to hear and see kind of how they, they put the different angles on things and, and figure that out then. Yep. It's dope. It's, it's good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty, that quick review is probably how we'll end. Um, I guess now we plug go for it. Um, yeah. So, uh, I guess you can follow me, uh, at Twitter or excuse me, uh, at Donald Paris on Twitter. Um, obviously you can find me on the NAS page where I'm a contributing editor there. Um, and uh you can also follow me on youtube at uh casual gaming poet um with various projects i haven't put up a video in a hot minute but i plan to someday god willing um that's pretty much it for uh my plugs for me again you can follow me at on instagram and twitter same handle for rosowski r o s o w s k i uh first initial last name which makes it very easy yet sometimes complicated to spell out for folks uh, the other podcast that we touched on last week and, and that I'm uh, working on and, and leading up is Anthologies of Hope. Uh, you can find that at anthologiesofhope.com and the same on Facebook and Instagram and taking a break for that. So we'll basically have uh, a couple weeks off to to get all of the Rick and Don stuff uh, caught up and up to date and then hopefully have everything running like a smooth machine now that we've got our format down here. You've got your side projects running and we can just kind of keep this going in a uh, kind of in lockstep uh, for the, the next uh, couple of months and, and kind of see where that goes. Um, nothing major new coming out, but go yeah, uh, check out anthologieswithhope.com. It's available on all the same stuff. Uh, based on me running that, I'll be updating some of the stuff we do for Rick and Don. Nothing from end user perspective is, is going to change. We we'll, might move the site to make it a little bit easier for us to publish, make it a little bit easier for you to publish some of the blog stuff in there since uh, we never really got that down very uh streamlined from you sending me stuff and then me actually publishing it so that way you can uh publish it straight from your browser uh for for blogging and and stuff like that and then uh but none of that'll change from the folks who are consumed or subscribing and all that stuff so that that's perfectly fine um but just make it easier to for us to to kind of get this work done and get it out there and uh get it into the hands of folks so looking forward to to doing that and kind of streamlining some of it on on our back end as well yep uh, and of course, you can follow us at the uh, at Twitter at uh, the Rick and Don Show, um, on Insta at the at Rick and Don Show. Yep, yep. Um, and of course, you can always find our stuff at rickanddon.com. And if you ever have any questions, comments, concerns, or you want to send us hate mail to let us know that you're alive, you can always hit us up at uh, the Rick and Don Show at gmail.com.
Please listen carefully. 